Happy Monday and welcome to Live With Riv on Riv's Rivers of Life's Musings. I'd like to welcome all of our global listeners from around the world and thank you for tuning in. Thank you also to everyone who listened this past week to our first podcast launch, Episode 1, Building Bridges, and for sending through your beautiful words of support, encouragement and feedback. For indeed, the entire world is one narrow bridge and we are all crossing together despite the distance, time and space that divides. Keeping the conversations of conscious thinking alive from week to week together. So thank you all. I'd like to remind everyone that for the auditory listeners out there, the podcasts are here for you. But if you are looking for content in the written or visual form, please feel free to visit RIV's website, www.livwriv.com. At www.livewithriv.com, you will find RIV's blog, RIV's Rivers, for written content. Many of those articles have been springboards for the podcast episodes. You will also see client testimonials, the ability to book individual sessions in any one of our five services within home, relationships, careers and businesses so that we can customise programs specifically for you and your needs. You can read about RIV and see more information there. I have also set up a specific Gmail account for podcast correspondence. That's L-I-V-W-R-I-V podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Live with Riv podcast at gmail.com. So for all of our listeners around the world, here's the ability for you to reach out in private correspondence with Riv if you have any queries, questions, topics that were mentioned that you'd like more specific detail on, um, a book that was mentioned perhaps that you didn't catch the title or author or any other feedback, or of course, any specific requests of content that you'd like to be further discussed, developed and delved into on our podcast episodes weekly on Mondays. So thank you so much for that. And I look forward to hearing from all of you for us to keep these conversations going food for thought, inspiration and motivation from week to week. We are here in this together to learn and to flow and to let go. And so today's topic, episode two of our podcast, Live With Riv on Roofs Rivers of Life's Musings, is about letting go. And it's a great segue from building bridges from last week, because of course, as we cross over and pass over, from bridges in time and space, as we discussed. We do need to consider the people, the items, the experiences that we take along with us, but as well, and just as importantly, and even more importantly, the people, items, experiences, and learnings that we let go of, that we leave on the other side. And so often myself, my family, my friends, my Live With Riv clients will say to me, but Riv, it's not in my nature to let go. I'm somebody who is passionate. I hold on. I remember. 
I'm not the letting go, surrendering, accepting type. And I hear this. It resonates for me very much as well. But over the years, I've come to understand that innately built within our universe is this potential ability to let go. And what I mean by this is that nature is our most wonderful, awesome, beautiful teacher who doesn't only preach but practices what she preaches. Mother Nature has this innate ability naturally to let go. And if we think of what we know from nature, the ability for a river to flow to sea, the ability for the leaves to turn and fall and for the seasons to change. So nature teaches us every day, every week, every month, every season, every year, every lifetime, that we can let go because just like a tree is a creation of nature and a body of water is a creation of nature, we too, as human beings, are creations of this natural world. And we too can infinitely let go if we only let ourselves let go. And letting go can find itself in so many shapes and forms for every person, different on every day, in every experience, in every time and space. So sometimes letting go is letting go of the past and sometimes it's letting go of the excuses that hold us back. And sometimes it's letting go of preconceived notions or of the expectations we have of ourselves or of others that may be unrealistic or may not be appropriate for that time and space. Sometimes, like for me, it's letting go of the ideals of perfection, of that perfect polished image, of remaining in our comfort zone because we know we're good at what we're doing and so why the need to change. So, for example, in launching my podcast last week, after so many years of knowing that I wanted to add another dimension to my written content, of also being a public speaker throughout my life, having a live audience, albeit, of having requests from friends and family and followers to share with my voice, even if I'm not going to sing for you today, I get to speak with you. We get to converse and keep these conversations going. We get to speak about it after. But why did I hold back over the years and only launch last week? because there were excuses. I don't have the right equipment. I don't have the right time, the amount of time, the space. I want it to be polished and perfect. It won't be. The content I have sometimes is original, sometimes not so much. The market is saturated. So many people are speaking about these things. So many people are doing these things. Where's my unique point of difference? I'm not so comfortable with the format, I much prefer to write, etc., etc. And of course, in launching my podcast last week, I had to let go. Like nature, I had to flow and let go, sweetly surrender and accept the less than polished and perfect image to go out of my comfort zone. But see, when we let go, we actually make space for the extraordinary to happen. 
And this week, more than ever, I've heard from friends and family, followers and clients around the world who are inspired and motivated, not because of the things I've said, but the fact that we can have an ongoing dialogue and that we can feel closer despite a pandemic era that still makes travel difficult, despite the space and the time between us. And this is inspiring for me and it's inspiring for them. And keeping these dialogues open, keeping these conversations alive, continue to inspire us, continue to help us feel that we're not alone in our journeys. And that as we bridge these crossings together and let go and sweetly surrender, there is hope on the other side and there is a constant learning and evolving. We have created space for the extraordinary. We are helping the magic manifest and we're not getting in our own way. We're doing this together and we're encouraging and supporting each other in doing so. Over the weekend, I was doing some spring cleaning and I was washing some mirrors. It was bothering me that they were streaked. And at some point, one of my cupboards that has a mirror on it came unhinged, crashed to the floor, and the mirror was shattered. And as I looked down, I saw this jagged mirror, this shattered glass, and I saw my own imperfect, unpolished image reflected. And whilst I was disappointed that the mirror shattered and that my cupboard door had unhinged and thankfully I wasn't hurt, I did though start ruminating about this concept of the shattered image of how in trying to perfect and polish my mirror, my image, it was now shattered. That perfect polished image was gone. And in a way, how liberating was that? Letting go of that perfect polished image was infinitely liberating. The ability to let go of what is uncertain, of what we can't control, without being rigid, without holding on with force, is such a beautiful, liberating, redeeming quality that nature teaches us every day. And at Live With Rive, I come across this all the time for myself and of course for my clients in all areas of home, relationships, careers and businesses. So for example, clients who come to me seeking life coaching in certain areas of their life may have a difficulty with the way they believe their life should be at a certain point in time and space. And so letting go, for example, in that scenario may be about letting go of what we think should be and surrendering and accepting what is. For my career advisory clients and my business consultancy clients, letting go can take a different shape or form. So for many of us during the COVID pandemic year of 2020 and continuing now into 2021, We've had to pivot and perhaps completely change our careers, reinvent ourselves, 
um, make lateral moves that were outside our comfort zone, stop climbing the linear, literal corporate ladder, etc. For others, maybe our careers have stayed the same, but we've needed to change some of our approaches with management or with our employees or with our team. For those of us in business um, startups or any entrepreneurial type businesses, letting go may be about changing some of our strategies or some of our business methods or the way we interface with our clients, with our vendors, um, with our team. And so for the career and business clients who come to see me at Live With Riv, we often have conversations about letting go of what has worked before to address what in the present moment may be more helpful in achieving our long-term goals. And that may be letting go of where we thought we'd be at at a certain stage in our career, how successful we thought our certain business model would be at a certain time in our business development, um, letting go of strategies, methods, management that doesn't serve us anymore, that needs to change in order to address a new landscape. And this brings to mind two books that I often recommend to my clients within the career and business sphere. One is The Lean Startup by Eric Ries, and the other one is The Business Model Generation by Osterwalder and Pinot. And both of these books do touch on the concept of the lean thinking, of the specific mindful intentions to achieve large long-term goals, big picture thinking, but doing so in achieving the big picture thinking, taking small lean steps in getting there. And I was recently speaking actually to a family member about this concept from a different angle where we were talking about having to make certain decisions based on the information we have at the moment, based on our current um, thinking, situation, feelings, information, the entire landscape that's available to us in the present moment. And I said, as I say to my clients, especially within the career and business worlds, when we speak about this lean thinking, the small step approach in achieving our larger long-term goals, that we don't actually have to master the entire spiral staircase today. So think of that huge, beautiful spiral marble staircase. When I make a decision today, when I choose a strategy today, when I think of a business method today, when I create some new idea um, and start manifesting in motion today, or make a decision about anything within home, relationships, relationships, careers or businesses. That is a step for today. It does not have to be the strategy, the method, the idea, the thinking, the plan forever. So I do not have to master the entire spiral staircase today. All I need to do is take one step on that staircase. And when I come to step two, tomorrow, in a week, in a month, in a year, step two may involve a different strategy, idea, method, thinking, because I may be different, the landscape may be different, the information available to me may be different. 
But the important thing to recognise is that with presence in every present moment, while building bridges, if we let go of this thinking that we must get it right today, that we must get it perfect, polished today to maintain and sustain forever, if we can let go of that overwhelming thinking, then what we actually get to achieve is taking a small step today that will be appropriate and successful for this moment, but recognising it's not rigid. It doesn't need to be fixed in stone. It's liberating then when we let go of that overwhelming let's master the staircase and recognise we just need to look at the step in front of us, one step at a time. And in doing that, we actually can make a more wholesome decision in this moment. We don't feel locked in forever. And we know that it's a work in progress, it's a work in process, and that thinking, that plan, that objective to meet our long-term larger goals can change with the changing landscape from day to day. And so when I think about this, well, another thing that comes to mind is a book called The Book of Answers. The Book of Answers is a book by Carol Bolt. And one year from my birthday, this is a couple of years back, one of my sisters purchased the book for me. And it's a really interesting book because you meditate on a question you have and when you feel ready, you, you meditate on the question with specific intention, with specific question, and when you're ready to receive the answer, you open the book and there will be an answer. Um, the answer should be closed, more of a yes and no kind of question. Um, sorry, the question should be closed, more of a yes and no type of question. And you open the book and you'll have your answer. And we've played it for fun. We've been curious, we've laughed. But sometimes in the, the early years when I received it, um, I was serious about needing to get those answers, you know, being needy about the answers, being forceful about the answers, not being able to just witness the unknown and the uncertain and live through my questions with fun, with curiosity, with a playfulness. And today, I'm grateful that I am living more through my questions and that I recognise that in letting go of the need for the answers, letting go of the expectation that I'm going to get full, complete, clear answers all the time or ever, and being able to just be curious, maybe even excited about the unknown and the uncertain, to sweetly surrender, and not just to let go, but actually to embrace. And, but of course, still be curious to seek the answers. So recognising may, we may not get the answers, letting go of the need for the answers, but still being curious and enjoying the questioning keeping robust discussion alive, asking the questions. 
but recognizing that life can still be wonderful without the perfect answers. And it's interesting because we spoke about Passover in the bridging last week and the Jewish holiday of Passover is all about the questions and particularly with the child who is curious, the curious mind who's constantly asking questions. Why is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? What would be if there wasn't a world? Am I dreaming or am I in waking state? These are questions that small children have in an existential state. They don't always express them, but we can learn from the children to keep asking those questions. And Passover is very much an example of this, where the questions are encouraged, even though the answers may not be complete, we may not get a full answer now or ever, and the answers are ever evolving as well, and they're ongoing. And different days, different things may clarify, but that doesn't stop us from being curious, from being inspired, from challenging, from questioning, and from seeking. But we let go of the need for answers. We embrace the imperfections. And something else that comes to mind, which is an interesting thing with respect to the millennials today, with respect to our social media, um, particularly the Facebook and Instagram stories, so only recently have I started to play a little bit with stories. I was always about a post. Uh, I grew up in general being more of an absolutist. So, you know, if I can't do it perfectly, polished, properly, I won't do it at all. And if I'm doing a post, it's going to last. And so it needs to be the master of the staircase, polished and perfect for, because it will be standing the test of time etc. And that's a lot of pressure to put on oneself. That's a lot of pressure to put on myself as the sharer and the creator. But that's also a lot of pressure to put on the viewer or the listener or to my audience and followers. And so recently I started experimenting with stories and I actually have a lot of fun with them. I've, um, I have friends and family who have given me feedback that they feel like they're looking at adult picture books with adult themes. So a picture book with an adult theme, um, my 15 chapter story on Instagram, which is basically about my day out in the city or at the beach um, with different nuances with words, pictures, gifs and stickers. Um, and so I'm actually doing a bit of graphic design and page layout and searching for the appropriate um, GIFs that match my words, that match the ambiance and the story I'm trying to tell. And I can spend like quite a bit of time sometimes on any one story uh, or any one chapter of my story that I then share on Facebook and Instagram. But what's so interesting about all of that is despite the time and effort I'm putting into those stories, despite my audience and my followers and my clients enjoying them, despite my enjoyment and fun in creating, I'm doing it with the knowledge that I'll be letting go because within 24 hours, that story will completely disappear off my Facebook and Instagram feed. And I think that's a wonderful lesson in even a very modern application of letting go, that even on days when I've created something novel, something wonderful, 
I feel like I've mastered it. I feel like it's perfect and it's polished. I still must let go of that notion that it's meant to last forever, to hold onto it, to own it, as if there is never a changing dynamic or a changing landscape. And so even though we may create beautiful things from day to day in our homes and our relationships, our careers, our businesses, our social media feeds, posts or stories, or even this podcast, there's a letting go, definitely in the creating of the polished and the perfection. There's a letting go of being outside my comfort zone. But there's also ultimately, even of the perfect masterpiece, a letting go that it may not be relevant tomorrow anymore. But I still seek the questions today. Seek, sorry, I'll still seek the answers today, even if I know I will not get them. I'll still be curious and ask the questions. I'll still create to the best of my ability, put my full self forward, even though the final piece may not be polished and perfect even though the landscape may be ever-changing and the relevance may need update. And even if I actually know that just by reason of technological stories on Facebook and Instagram, my perfect masterpiece will be disappeared within 24 hours. But how liberating is that? It takes the pressure off of us. It takes the pressure off of our followers. And it allows the world to return to that natural state of flow, letting go, surrender, that it was built to do in the way the rivers flow and in the way the leaves fall and the seasons change. And so as we wrap up today on episode two, letting go of our Live With Riv on Riv's Rivers of Life's Musings podcast, I'd like to set a mindful and specific intention for all of our global listeners around the world, that we can free ourselves from the things that hold us back, the beliefs that limit us, the worries that deplete us, and the fears that keep us from the future we wish to have, that we can let go of all of the thinkings and notions, voices and beliefs that no longer serve us, that are no longer relevant, to our journey, our crossings, our bridgings, that we can embrace the imperfections while we let go of expectations, that we can let go of the excuses that hold us back, and that we can allow ourselves to be human, to be imperfect. And so with this in mind, I bless us with a wonderful week. I look forward to hearing from all of you, L-I-V-W-R-I-V podcast at gmail.com for any queries, feedback, or ideas that you'd like discussed for our further episodes and future discussions. And of course, feel f- please feel free to visit our website, www.livwriv.com for any written or visual content and to book a customized session if we can help you in any one of the key areas of home, relationships, careers, and businesses. May we let go and may we flow. Have a wonderful week and bye for now.